Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And we have an awesome special guest joining us today. Welcome, Kayla. Kayla. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming today. Of course. So I got to tell our listeners, uh, we put out a bat signal for someone who wanted to be our (laughs) special guest. We weren't pleading anybody at all. And Kayla was jumping (laughs) up and down. She couldn't wait to be on our (laughs) podcast today. Well, tell them what we wanted her on for. Well, it's a special month. Uh, October is National PT Month. In case you didn't know. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, we were looking for one of our PTs that would kind of share their journey, their story, and uh, just tell us kind of what excites them about being a PT and why they became one. And right. Kayla was willing to share her story. Yeah, Kayla's one of our great physical therapists at our Independence location. Yeah. So, so let's start at the beginning, Kayla. But yeah, she okay. didn't start as a physical therapist, did you? I did not. I uh, Tell us about the history here. Yeah, so I started off in college and undergrad. Um, I knew I wanted to potentially become a physical therapist, so I decided to get a co-op here at Oxford um, and work as a tech, which I ended up doing for three years. Um, and then I went off to PT school, and they were so kind to hire me back as a PT in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> We needed you. And where did you go to PT school, Kayla? I went to the University of Dayton. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the flyers out yes, there, right? Yes, go flyers. <laughs> and how, uh, describe your experience at UD. What was it like in PT school? And, you know, yeah, give yeah. us a little bit about that. I loved it, um, which probably sounds crazy, but <laughs> it was really hard. Um, I liked the way Dayton's program was set up, I think. Um, we had, you know, our typical foundational courses at first, which was very stressful and a lot of a lot of work, but you're kind of all in the same boat with your classmates anyway, and you're all helping each other out. You're not trying to get ahead of anyone at that point. You've already made it. Um, so after all that was done, we kind of went into our modules. So we would do a module in either the four big areas, acute care, neuro, orthopedics and then um an elective and then after each module we would go and do our clinical rotation Mm -hmm. and then come back for the next module very cool yeah um phil analog Mm -hmm. the director of the program has done some courses for us before and uh, i think he does a great job he's a great instructor super knowledgeable and uh, i think they have a really really good program there were there other programs that you looked at or considered, or was it like UD all the way for you? Um, I actually didn't know Dayton had a program. Okay. I went to Mount St. Joe for my undergrad, so I knew they had a program, mm-hmm. and I thought that's what I had wanted. I always liked UK as well, and I always, in the back of my th- mind, thought I would go there, but yeah. I um, went to observe all the programs and talk to the people, and I, I just fell in love with Dayton. I thought it was very... Um, like family oriented and they Mm -hmm. really knew their students Um, and I think their other programs showed that as well but I think it was just the way that they set up their classes and um, clinicals that Mm -hmm. was the best fit for me Um, and I and I just really love the campus and wanted a new setting oh Yeah. yeah 
Well, I think it's cool because, you know, we've done episodes on the podcast for our PT student listeners. Right. And you've done a few things that we advise them to do, which is work in the field, get experience, co-op, volunteer, work as a tech, whatever you can do. And then secondly, check out schools, have plans A, plans B, you know, so that, hey, if this school I don't get accepted into or I don't like it, where am I going to go? So I think that's awesome that you mm-hmm. had three options you were looking at there. Yeah. If it would, if you wouldn't have been a PT, what would you be doing today? I would, I was a biology major, so I probably would be doing some sort of like cellular, molecular research. (laughs) Okay. I really like genetics too, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know exactly what, but probably somewhere in that realm. Yeah, yeah. So you get the science part (laughs) of your, your background in PT, but you also get the people part, right? Yes. So. Yeah, I think uh, just knowing you the way I know you and seeing you work and whatnot, I, I, I think you would miss the people part if you were sure. behind a, a research station all day long. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it worked so, out so this way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So take us through clinicals. Did you know right away, hey, I'm going back to outpatient, like that's my passion? Or were you kind of like, mm, let me see what these other things are like? Yeah, um, obviously I've always liked orthopedics and outpatient, but I was really surprised. I really enjoyed my neuro classes in rotation mm-hmm. um, just because I thought they were similar almost. Like, mm-hmm. yes, certain diagnoses do you have to handle differently, but they still have to work on strengthening and function. And, mm-hmm. and even here in the orthopedic setting, we still see strokes and other types of patients and I think they correlate pretty well together so mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense but I was really interested in neuro too yeah cool cool what experiences do you think you still rely back on from being a tech now as a PT uh, time management was uh-huh. very helpful to learn and just building those personal skills and how to talk to a variety of different patients and how to take them through exercises and understanding this patient needs more forward commands or this person, you know, um, needs a little bit more hands-on work. And and that was very helpful to understand and uh, easier to transition to when I would go into my clinicals. Yeah. I will say watching you, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, have all these super awesome employees and (laughs) um, team members and, you know, you watch them grow and you watch them get new skills and you watch them go from tech to, Mm -hmm undergrad to PT and it's just it's super exciting for me like honestly it's like just really really cool and to see you grow up in the field I think that I've seen you really become just like a much better communicator Um, it seemed like you really came out of your shell if I think of the Kayla as a tech and the Kayla as a therapist like yeah you know you're you're much more like take charge and you know forward communicating um talking to patients more directly so i can definitely see where you really polish those skills so it's been neat to see don't cry (laughs) (laughs) i'm not crying you're crying well i mean it's honestly you know that's the best part i think about um being in private practice is getting to know our employees on that level and you know being able to make those connections and it's not like we have this giant like HR or yeah. hiring process or whatever. Like we knew Kayla was getting out of school and like we were super excited and it was COVID and right. we were masked and we were one <laughs> per hour. And I'm like, 
my God, we, we can't even bring Kayla in for an interview. <laughs> like, we can't even talk to her. So literally, I think I was sitting back here, if I remember, because I was covering, that was back in the days when we were going from one clinic and opening one clinic each day for just emergent patients. And I remember doing a Zoom call with Kayla and mm-hmm. talking to her. I can't remember, was Tom or Charlie with me, maybe? It or was Tom. Tom, yeah, mm-hmm. we brought Tom in. And so we both just kind of chatted. And I remember after that call, we were like, man, we got to find a way to get Kayla back on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it isn't was it awesome. wild to think that that was like not that long ago? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Like it seems ago. like a long time, and then it yeah. seems like yesterday. Right. You know, it's really weird. It's like you. We're think trying about, to get more distant from it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying hard to forget for sure. But yeah. going back, Kayla, I kind of remember. Um, I started probably just before you with the company, and you became a tech, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I was in Dry Ridge. Can you time. talk a little bit more about like that experience of like first starting as a tech? Like, did you know this was specifically something that you want to do right off the bat, or were you just trying to like trying it out? Um, I I did know PT was what I really wanted to do, um, but I was just trying. I didn't know what setting. I didn't. I mean, I didn't know anything right. about what was involved with it. Um, and I think you were mainly in a dry ridge office, right? I started here in independence okay. as a tech. And then after I graduated, I went full time to dry ridge, okay. mm-hmm. which was also helpful because I got to do a lot of front desk stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I got mm-hmm. to learn insurances and like scanning and documents. And that stuff was helpful too with my clinicals and how billing worked and things like that, yeah. which was a nice insight. Um, so you were like full experience. You got the clerical, now you got the hospitality yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now you're really the PT you are. Yeah. She knows the whole clinic. That's right. So tell us a little bit about your time now since you've been a therapist. Um, what's been the most like positive or impactful thing you've seen in your time as a PT? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's hard to pick one story, really. I, I, for example, sometimes will treat people for a long time because they need it. I had a patient... Um, she had a previous stroke, but she was also undergoing chemo oh. and radiation and she had part of her lung removed and all Jeez. this stuff. Yeah, she, but she did really well. Um, it was a little rough at first, but we got her functional and, and ended up ordering her an AFO and she was so happy with it. She What's stopped, that? uh, a brace for your ankle. She had uh, issue bringing her toes up. So she would always drag her toes and oh. fall a lot. Oh, shoot. Um, so she was so happy. She would say, look at my new ankle. And oh. <laughs> loved it. So just seeing that like response from patients or if we have a runner, usually from one of the running groups that we support a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, just helping them finish their marathon that they've been wanting to do that's been on their bucket list and they come back and they're so thankful that they haven't had pain or yeah. anything like that has been super rewarding. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really cool um, to get to take home something from a job other than just a paycheck. You know, you take those stories home, you take that impact home. And I know for me, that's what drives me is the ability and impact we can have on patients and Um, Can you talk a little bit about what does it mean for you to work at a place um, where we really support direct access? Um, I I like it a lot. I think every day, even today, even the other day, I had someone, they didn't know that we could treat 
another body part and they didn't have to go see a doctor for it i uh-huh. just said why don't i just screen that for you and then we can start looking at it and yeah. they're like oh my gosh can you explain that a little more for people listening who don't know what you mean uh yes direct access well it's mean, um the, the same body part so oh. usually when patients would go into bi- like another company mm-hmm. you want to go ahead with that yeah so <laughs> so if someone initially were to come in um we'll take the patient that i'm thinking of she had a knee surgery and you know, from that, she has a history of um, some back pain from disc issues. Um, but from her knee injury, she was on crutches and then, you know, just working on her form with walking. Sometimes if you don't walk the way that you used to because of surgery and tightness and, and weakness, it can bother things kind of up the chain, like your back or maybe your ankle down the chain. Um, so she had mentioned that her back was starting to hurt cause she was walking different and, and trying to get back to how she used to walk. Right. And so I just told her I could screen it. No problem with her insurance, the commercial insurance that she had, and she didn't really need to go see a doctor unless she wanted to. Um, but I did a quick screen and, and we have started working on it. So, yeah, isn't that something that not a lot of other companies are able to do? Yeah, I mean, we give our patients direct access, and we, um, you know, utilize it. We encourage our, our PTs to utilize it, and we, um, you know, we'll treat patients for multiple issues at the same time. We look at the patient as a whole. It's not like we make them schedule, oh, we're going to treat you for your knee today and your back tomorrow. It's like right. that's all the same patient, and we want to treat that whole patient. And so, you know, we really do put a lot of emphasis and effort behind that. So, um when we think about your your time here, again, it seems like it's been a long time as a PT, and then it seems like yesterday. Yeah. But right. <laughs> um, you've done a lot of con ed already. Tell us about your education and, like, development, the courses and things that you've learned just since starting as a PT. Yeah. I Well, the first course I ever took was dry needling, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. It's very, very eye-opening, and just to see the benefits from it for a variety of different things, really. What do you think has been the biggest um, change to practice or how do you use that the most in your day-to-day now having the course versus before? Uh, I I feel like I have a better understanding of what patients would be more appropriate and benefit from that Mm -hmm. versus, um, I don't want to say typical manuals, but, but joint mobility and soft tissue work and things like that. Um, so you feel like you're getting, you may be able to get to the same point eventually, but dry needling is speeding you getting there quicker. Yeah, absolutely. To to, to an outcome better for the patient. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if I think they will need it or benefit it, benefit from it a lot, I'll bring it up first day on the eval. I'll just say, here's our facts and question sheet and we can talk about it more. Um, but just put that kind of in their mind and if, you know, they want to go that route. I don't always force it because not everyone loves needles, yeah. but uh, right. <laughs> I just bring it up as an option yeah. that they have uh, to choose from. Yeah. Very cool. And you had some other con ed. So I just completed a Parkinson's course, LSVT Big, um, which was super eye opening too. a lot of times people with Parkinson's, they start to have smaller and smaller movements when they walk or when they write or their voice itself gets softer and softer, but they don't always realize it just because of the nature of the disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the course really opened my eyes to bigger movements for these, this population in the cues, um, that would be most helpful. And I, and I've actually, um, seen it to where it's not only 
relevant for Parkinson's disease uh-huh. only. So yeah. um, other populations that seem to fall a lot and they may not have a diagnosis, sometimes those same cues can really help them with their balance and gait. That's a lot. And we have a course coming up yes. in a week, right? So You guys we are have just continuously learning. Is that yeah. why the continuing education just keeps it continuing? Right. <laughs> I often li- listen to a lot of podcasts about oh, it. Oh, just yeah. like yeah. ours? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. You better say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. What's the funniest patient story you've had since you've been a therapist? There, there's got to be. Oh, I, I have one for you, you guys. I don't know if you were here, but do you remember someone brought in a goat? I was not here, but you I saw here? pictures of it. Yeah. No, I was Patients oh. bring in like their animals sometimes. And, and I, I, I'm not a therapist, for, but I walk in here and I'm like, goat, what are you guys doing? Did the goat need direct access to you know, therapy? or Direct what? access Maybe. for all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't discriminate. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'm always laughing every day with certain, yeah. most of our people. So it. I don't know if I have one that stands out right. because it happens so often. It's a fun atmosphere. Anyway, though. yeah, it's just yeah. a fun environment to be here anyway. So. It seems like you definitely enjoy, you know, watching you work and working with you. You definitely enjoy working with patients. And yeah. um, that to me is the, the best part of it is getting to know. That's why I like the aspect of healthcare we're in. You know, so much of healthcare these days is boom, you spend five minutes with a patient or 10 minutes, and it might be once and then you see them again in a month or some, or another provider sees them and like we have the luxury we're seeing our patients two and three times a week for an hour to an hour and a half at a time and like for multiple weeks on end and it's like you develop this tremendous network of friends you know right. you so expand absolutely. those relationships and i've seen you know patients bring you guys cookies and cakes they know the when time. your birthday is <laughs> you guys know what trips they're taking next month you get them ready to make sure that they're not going to slip and fall yeah mm-hmm. but yeah those relationships are i just feel like are amazing yeah they're essentially family i mean Aww. we just have we had someone a patient run the boston and we're like watching them on our phone like how they're doing and <laughs> yeah. tracking their progress so yeah i mean as much as we want to celebrate the pts this month we won't our us pts want to celebrate our patients yeah. and you know we just want to say thank you to all of our patient listeners there's no way we'd have national pt month without you guys and yeah. you know we really appreciate they they're utilizing direct access to oxford so that we can do the things we love to do you couldn't be a pt without your patients right Exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So tell us a little bit. You mentioned family. Um, I think there's some healthcare background in your family, right? There is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom is a nurse. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Did that steer your decision and uh, career path? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I remember sitting at the dinner table and she would tell us all these gross stories oh no <laughs> i was like nursing is not for me <laughs> yeah so i knew i wanted something medical for sure uh-huh. but i i didn't really feel the desire to want to go through med school or yeah. be a nurse um and i i've always been involved with athletics my whole life so one day my dad had just mentioned why not be a physical therapist and i yeah. was like oh okay yeah that sounds perfect you know and so. you had some personal experience with therapy right oh yeah plenty yeah. plenty once yeah. a patient tell us about that how did, patient, yeah. how did you end up in the clinic yourself oh gosh um probably my first like major injury i was in um high school playing basketball and i had a lot of uh shoulder pain scapular pain so that was my first um mm-hmm kind of go around with it but when I was in college I ended up tearing my ACL MCL Mm. and meniscus Um, yeah it was a lot so didn't have any anymore (laughs) no yeah so it was really scary I never had um, surgery up until that point 
So I didn't really know what to expect. It felt so odd and, and weird to me, but going through some of those experiences, I can help my patients, you know, like Mm -hmm. I know how it feels. I know it's scary. I think that empathy is so important. And so many of us, I mean, it's funny when you start talking to PTs, so many of them have had therapy or start, Mm -hmm. got a taste of the field through having therapy themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it does make a difference when you can really empathize with what somebody's going through. Yeah. Yeah. I would be interested to ask our next company meeting to have everyone raise their hand who's either had surgery, but I also want to know who's had knee surgery because I feel like that's like mm. widespread common amongst Very our physical common. therapists. Yeah. You think so? How many people yeah. do you think would raise their hand? 90%. I think it's I think it's probably high. Yeah. I think it's probably 50% would be my guess. Wild. Or, or more. I mean, to be honest, I think nowadays uh, there's a lot more awareness of physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, students in high school and students in college are more aware of it. There's more programs. It's more widespread. But I think back years ago, it was like you only got experience if you went to therapy. If it you was know? necessary. Yeah. yeah. And so that's honestly one of our great platforms we get to do is let people know about all the awesome things we can do in physical therapy. And, you know, now more people are aware of it. So I think maybe some newer people are going into the field who didn't ever have it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people previously, I think that was the only way they got experience with right. it. Right. In the new way, people are spreading word of mouth and on Facebook and, and Instagram. And on this awesome podcast. And, and on this so. podcast. Yeah, they're absolutely. sharing the news that they love their physical therapists and that everyone should try them. So Yeah. yeah. Well, Come speaking of news, Kayla has some big personal news. <gasps> I do. Do you want to tell our listeners, Kayla? Dun, I da, da, da. just got engaged yeah. a month ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. She's off the market, everybody. So even though she sounds super <laughs> appealing on this podcast, she's off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean, kind of like we've been talking about, just so many patients have been like, oh my gosh, congrats. Yeah. And like giving me hugs. And there's one particular patient Every time I see her, she's like, oh, my gosh, honey, is your arm getting stronger from holding yeah, that Yeah, that, <laughs> that rock on your hand. <laughs> That's so, awesome. It's been fun. It's been fun. Oh, good. No wedding bells or wedding plans of yet. No, but no. We're not looking forward really to it. I have to deal with the pan- pandemic right. stuff. So we're Look not in a rush. It. It's yeah. been six years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I totally hear you. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well. Uh, thank you so much, Kayla, for yeah. being on our podcast, for sharing me. your story. I think uh, you are a great um, advocate for the field of physical therapy and a great way to celebrate National Physical Therapy yeah. Month, highlighting you and super relatable you situation. Do. Yeah, thank we you. love what you do, love what you do for the patients. And again, thank you to all of our PTs. Um, we obviously couldn't have everybody on here. But <laughs> it would be a long podcast. <laughs> we appreciate them so much. And uh, each of the clinics are doing a PT celebration mm-hmm. this month. So be looking on your social media platforms. You'll be seeing pictures of us celebrating in different ways. Yep, lots of smiling faces from our PTs coming. That's right. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, anywhere. And oh, I guess YouTube or too, right? That's right. And you'll see us there. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!